It's the most wonderful time of the year. The psycho is killing. The hot girls are screaming. It's bloody good cheer for the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, it's Christmas season, and this week we took on All Through the House. We watch it so you don't have to, so you know what that means. What is up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. It's the holiday season. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hello. Happy holidays. And finally, the coffee has come back to Horrible Horror. Can you smell (laughs) what the coffee is cooking? Coffee Doug Jones is back again. Dude, I like it. I can't even. I can't even compete with that. That was fucking awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, what was the last one we did with Coffee Doug? Well, well we did one. Yeah, I was here ago. recently, but uh, yeah, with you, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long mm-hmm. time. You felt horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh god! You felt god awful. Oh, that, that was baby. New York Ripper. That was New York Ripper. But th- no, because uh, after that one, we did the uh, four-person panel, uh, mm. Nine Seven Six Evil. Yes, that's right. We did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last one I did, I think, with you guys though, was in. The, it was my first time in this dungeon yes, basement. In the, in the new. And you oh, were sick. Right. Yeah. You were sick yeah, as we, shit. It was we, New York Ripper. You were like yeah. ready to die. Oh, mm-hmm. I was all. Yeah, I couldn't even talk that day. Um, so there you go. New York Ripper. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a while. Okay. Uh, so this week, we did a movie called All Through the House. Uh, it's a relatively new horror movie. But uh, before I get into the our little, you know, starter information, uh, think, I have one thing to announce. That next week, uh, Tuesday the 13th, uh, Aaron and I will be held, doing an interview with the star and the writer and director of this movie. Uh, we'll be they'll be joining us for a, a Skype interview, which we co- looked for that to be posted, and you can check it out later. Cool, really excited about this. Um, That's all th- pretty awesome. Yes. yes. Wow. Uh, this movie was released on October thirty first of two thousand fifteen. <clears throat> uh, it was written and directed like by Todd uh, Nunez. N- N- Nunes. Better learn how to pronounce his well, name. Well, it's it's not Nun, it's not Nunez. It's not Nun. It's not Nunez with a Z. Nunes. So it's, it's N-U-N-E-S. So Nunes. Nunes? Nun, nuns. I would say Nunez. N- I'm thinking That's Nunez. That's how I would pronounce that. But... I would think too, but I, every time I've seen Nunez before, it's always been with a Z. Hmm. But I don't. No. Oh, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd. Todd. You know yeah. Todd. Uh, and you can find this movie on Amazon, YouTube. The painting was a gift, Todd. I'm keeping it. <laughs> uh, Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, Voodoo, and Google Play. So widely available. Um, now, I do want this movie is uh, filled with some really hot and good looking girls throughout this whole movie. Uh, and I also want, before I go into the, the cast, I want to say that I was actually very impressed with the level and the quality of the acting in this movie. Given that 
most of this, the main cast has very little to no previous experience uh, in film. So I was, I was happy. I thought it was pretty good overall. Uh, Aaron has a different opinion. And I, Doug's I, looking at me like, you no, I, I actually, it didn't, no, it, I was fine watching it. Like, it, yeah, I was I fine watching yeah. it too. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, we've seen a lot worse acting. And I'm, for the level of the fact that when I was doing my research, very few of these people have any real, no like, acting chops, no, yeah. like, experience behind them. I was presently, very pleasantly surprised with the level and the quality of the acting. There wasn't, I don't remember any bad acting that took me out of the movie where I was like, ugh, you know. There were, I, there I don't one really two, remember I, that. There's but. one or two times where I, I thought some, a certain somebody <laughs> was overdoing it, but um, overall it was, yeah, I can deal with it. Now let's move on. Uh, Ashley Marie Nuno, Nunez, uh, Todd's sister, plays the star Rachel Kimmel, uh, and she's the one that her and Todd will be joining us on the interview. Um, now, Rachel, uh, Ashley Marie, she looks super hot in this movie. Uh, and she, I think she is a fascinating person just because I looked at her IMDb page and there are some really interesting facts on there that are kind of cool. Um, first of all, she was a contestant on Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> uh, she was like awesome. from the 70s or no, like the, no, like the, like the, the, Wayne, the, Wayne, the oh, Wayne Brady one, the, okay. re, the new one. Um, she was a contestant on all nine episodes of the short lived TV series Robot Combat League, which was hosted by. Y2J, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. I forgot he did that. Mick Foley did that for a while, too. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And is that like a sci-fi show It or was something? like a battle, like robot robots, battle type like thing. Nerds make robots that fight each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've, I know the premise. Yeah. I've never seen it. There was another show called BattleBots. I think yeah. that was on sci-fi or yeah. something. Yeah, that was the one Mick Foley did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I think <clears> this is cool. Uh, she's an avid cosplayer. So she's really got like a nice nerdy side to her, which is really cool. Well, it helps having a banging body, you know, doing those cosplay things. That is true. Yeah. That always does help. I just like how many, if you look like, and I've said this recently, maybe even on this podcast, but I'll walk into a comic shop these days and there will be so many girls in there, like girls, women, chicks, like, you know, that that know their shit and they're into gaming and they're into comics and they're open about it. And that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's it's so great. Like, where were these girls in high school when I was? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. God damn it. Yeah, no, and I knew a few girls at the gym I went to last year and they did the cosplay stuff and they'd talk about it. I'm like, that's awesome. I just love that, yeah, that it's more of an open culture now. Yeah, it's as, it really speaks a lot to, like, where it says, like, Geek culture and society is saying that it's become so universally it's pretty in, in and it's pretty open in. to everybody. Uh, anyway, we're uh, it also has this movie start has Jessica Cameron. Uh, she plays a girl, Sheila. Um, she is kind of like a independent horror movie scream queen. She's got 67 credits for her name, and almost all of it's like indie horror movies. Wow. So she's 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 been around for that. Um, which see. girl was that? Uh, I don't really know which one she might have been the opening girl in the very beginning, okay? Um, huh. Her, she, the character's name is Sheila, according to the credits. Okay. And I need, but you never hear her anybody say her name. Uh, and then we have some other interesting facts that um, uh, the girl who plays Beth, who is one of the uh, girls we see later. Uh, she, the only interesting thing about her is she was a Division One track star. She, uh, I forget which school it was, but she was like a, a great track and field sprinter hmm. or something or something. I don't know. And then the, did she outrun the killer in this movie? No, she did not. Apparently well, not. did not. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the killer, he's played by Lito Velasco. Now he's again not really an actor, but he's... Lito Velasco, <laughs> Lito Velasco, kind of works. Um, but he's actually more of a, a musician. He's a composer, and he's done the music for several horror movie documentaries and shorts. 
that are kind of cool. Uh, he's one's called "You're So Cool, Brewster," uh, the story of Fright Night, Scre- yeah. uh, Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, The Confession of Fred Fred Krueger, Leviathan, the story of Hellraiser and Hellbound, Hellraiser Two, a horror movie called Found, uh, a documentary called More Brains, A Return of the Living Dead, and then Scream, an Inside Story, where all these things he did the music composing for so it's kind of interesting that he you know he's definitely got a background in horror and music but i've uh, heard a lot about i've heard of a lot of those that you just listed and some of them are on my list to watch that's awesome well there you go huh all right all right with that let's go in let's uh let's unwrap the uh goodies of 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 all through the all through the house dump out my stocking for this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i dumped i I dumped out some uh, johnny walker into a nice Chilled glass. For I'm this actually one. going with uh, Schlafly, the local brew uh, here in St. Louis, the Black Lager. A little throw, maybe to Black Christmas. Ah, uh, there you go. Huh? Or yeah. like a funny very... thing is, I, when I saw that, it's the first thing that popped in my mind too. Was uh, oh yeah. yeah, Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I've got black coffee. Booyah. That's what I'm doing today. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking heavy tonight. I think we so. Dark motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie opens with a group of three young boys throwing rocks and trying to knock over Christmas decorations. Uh, and the kid in the middle, he throws his rock at this prop Santa Claus, and it, the rock knocks off the Santa mask. The kids scream at the sight of a wooden mannequin head and run away, Dude. which is just weird. All right, so and I know I'm already jumping ahead, but the decorations in this movie, like all of the Santa Claus decorations are the creepiest fucking Santa yeah. decorations you're going to find <laughs> anywhere. Even the ones at different houses. It's yeah. not just one particular house. They're all just no, really No, I, I, I have the same notes. That fucking we're gonna, weirdo. We're probably going to talk about that a lot throughout yeah. these. How, these. Um, but, but we'll talk about this one right now because it's, it's prudent. Uh, let's talk about this mask. Uh, the Santa mask that gets knocked out of his mannequin is insane. It's crazy looking. And I swear, like, nowhere outside this movie would a Santa mask like this ever exist. No. It, it looks like a blackened old man zombie Santa. Yeah. It's, that's, that's like pretty... around Halloween, you might find that at a right. Halloween Maybe, store. Maybe, but even <laughs> then, it's like, like, I don't understand who would make such a mask and then who would even sell this thing and who would buy it in the first place. Like, it's such... Do you feel like they found that, like in real life, they found this mask somewhere, or did they no, create I, I this for this, the movie? I, you know what? I'm gonna. I'll ask during the interview, but I have a feeling this was probably like, we made this, yeah. or we painted it, like you know, black. We fashioned it, yeah. Which is so weird. But like, this this mask might be one of the biggest issues I have with this whole movie, is because it's so odd and weird looking that I rather almost just have like a regular Santa mask instead of this blackened, weird old man zombie. But it's thing. creepy. Yeah, I didn't you know? mind the mask so much. See, yeah. I did. I did not. It, the mess bothered me. But. Well, the only thing that really bothered me was that it was on this because, on the front lawn of this person's yeah, house. Yeah, because it, that's it was too fucking me. weird. If it was just like a regular, like, okay, Halloween mask that somebody's wearing, okay, but since it's supposed to be a Santa mask, who would put that on a Santa? It's not... Doesn't look like Santa at all. Well, let's keep going because I have a, I have maybe, maybe I can make a connection here. Let's let's keep cruising on. Okay, cool. Right, I'm looking forward to what you have to say about that. All right, all right. So the kids run off, and we see someone wearing hospital scrubs walk up, walk up, pick up the mask and a pair of large Bruce the Bar beefcake gardening shears, and that just happened to be left outside. Just 
laying yeah. around. Whoever was decorating this house got real lazy really quick. They left the gardening shears out there. They left the ladder out there. They're just like, fuck it. I'm done. Exactly. Done. Boom. Boom. <laughs> you just made a Brutus the Barber beefcake reference. <laughs> yes, I did. Like, you just rolled right through that. Like, wow. Oh, my God. Brutus the Barber beefcake. Okay. That's well, you know, it. we do have friend of the show, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So we yeah, go, oh, we that's go, right. We yeah. go deep oh. with, uh, with WWE history. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know we're like this. Yeah, <laughs> can't see it at home, but we're crossing my finger. Yeah, we're yeah. tight. Uh, so uh, we cut to this mother and her kid sleeping uh, in the same bed, and the kid gets up after hearing like knocking on a window or a door or something, and he gets up to go and he looks outside and sees the man dressed up as Santa wearing the creepy mask waving at him. So the kid's like, "Hey, it's Santa!" So he decides to open the door. And again, what kid would think Santa looks like that? Here's my connection. Okay. <laughs> Coincidentally, here we go. Okay. All right. So the kid is African-American. The mask is black. He's mixed, but okay. Well, whatever. But it's maybe they do black Santa. I was like, you think it's black Santa? Maybe. That's the only thing I have. Ooh. I know it's a weak link, but that's the only <laughs> thing I'm thinking of. Yeah. Maybe. but oh, It's a stretch. It is a stretch. Yeah. And it is weird because a lot of times Santa can scare the shit out of kids, but then there's that magical few years where they just love everything about it. So you don't know. I think it would be 50-50 on if a kid would open the door. Yeah. I think a kid could easily open it for any kind of bloody Santa. Even they're like, oh, Santa, they don't even see it. <laughs> and then other times, it, you know. Santa, you need a band-aid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that is a good argument there, Doug. Um, so I, w- I will concede that that point to you. Um, Anyway, he opens the door. The mother wakes up to find the front door wide open, and she closes it, and then she spies her son laying on the couch under a blanket, presumably asleep. Did anybody notice that the mother woke up like she was out of, like, a sleep apnea, like, episode? Or, yeah, like, she's, like... Like, she, she was underwater? Yeah. What? I, she didn't just, like, wake up, like, huh. She woke up... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like there's really no what? reason for to awake unless yeah. you have some kind of we- unseen nightmare. Yeah, but yeah, it made no sense. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. I, I thought that was odd too. Um, so she goes into the bathroom to take a shower, and uh, we see hiding in the shadows behind her is the killer as she goes into the bathroom. Um, now, why she thinks this is a good time to take a shower, I don't know. It's the middle of the night; she was already asleep. Like. I think that would wake you up more instead of one. I don't know. It's just maybe weird. she was gassing because she shit herself. Never know. So she strips down, hops in, um, and she also it's worth knowing, she's she she decides to take the shower in the dark. She doesn't even turn on a, her bathroom light. Like well, who also, does that? In fact, she turned off the light. That was another weird thing. She opened the door. The lights were on. You're right. It was. And then she turned the lights off. And her. showers in the dark. And what time is this that she just yeah. wakes up? I felt like it was like two in the morning. Yeah, or I can't something. get that feeling too. Well, it couldn't have been that late because the kids were throwing crap at the house, you know. So it's probably like maybe eight or nine. O'clock. Yeah. Nine Technically, we don't know how much time passed between the kids True. and and the and the knocking. True. Uh, but I'm guessing, yeah, at least midnight. I would say at least. Huh. Yeah. But still, it's a weird time to get, take a shower in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, her late night shower is interrupted by her boyfriend or husband or whoever pushing back the shower curtain, giving a little bit of a false scare. And she tells him to go make his dick happy in the bedroom, and she'll join him in a minute. Uh, so we cut to the man jerking off, standing up, trying to get hard. while he. My favorite is like, come on, I need this. Come on, I need this. Please? <laughs> please? <laughs> My favorite is the please. Yeah. <laughs> and 
hey man, I've been there before. Like, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Uh, Usually it's after about 20 beers, but you know. Well, who say he need to come home from the bar or something? Yeah, yeah. Who is? Um, so she finishes her shower. Uh, he jerks off really loudly, like, and he doesn't seem to give a fuck that his son is like sleeping in the next room over. But he's just like, he's like, yeah, come on. Oh! <laughs> like, the kid's asleep on the couch, like right outside yeah. your room. <laughs> so back in the uh, back room, the mom uh, bathroom. She finishes the shower. She pulls the shower curtain back and finds herself face to face with the masked Santa killer. Now, before she has time to scream, he impales the garden shears through her left tit, straight through the nipple and out the top of her boob. And this effect looks awesome. Yeah. It's a really good effect. It's not bad. Yeah, it was, it's actually unique because usually it's either stabbed completely in. Yeah. But it goes into the nipple, up and out the top of the breast. Yeah. So and it's not angle. a bad effect. It's really good. Uh, I mean, the killer pulls his shears out and then just start, then stabs her in the eyes with the uh, garden shear blade. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was just like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, surpri- that made me feel, as soon as that happened... I was like, wow, they're putting a lot of work into this movie. Yeah. Like, right away to have a uh, kill like that. Yeah, I was no, impressed. No, I was really impressed, too. And, like, because, uh, I, I, you know, I paused it on the on the impale shot, and it's they did it. They did a really good job because I, for that effect, I didn't see any, like, the prosthetic lines or any makeup ridges or lines. Right, like, they right. did a and, really good job. And you do look for it. You do look for it, as you did in 976 Evil, yeah. which, uh, I you know, for those the, things. the weird glove. How, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, the killer makes his way to the bedroom. The masturbating man turns around with his eyes closed, thinking it's the woman. Uh, he opens his eyes, and the killer just cuts the man's dick off. And just snap, right, now, snip, snap. Was this the one where he took his time, like he yes. shows the shears? Yeah. He yes. turns the shears. Yeah. He, like, lowers yeah, he, the shears. Dude, run. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> the guy, I, yeah, he just stands there was, and watches this go it down. Was, it was a little too long of, like, shock. <laughs> to be like... <laughs> like, you know where those shears are going, right? Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Scream. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> He's just frozen. Yeah. Um, so, but we do get... We do our we are privileged to a close up of the severed penis on the floor, and I gotta say I was expecting to be bigger for a black guy. Although when it does fall, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's girthy. Yeah. <laughs> the man screams. The camera zooms in on his open mouth. Roll the opening credits. Now while the credits are rolling, we are introduced to our main uh, protagonist protagonist slash uh, heroine Rachel. And she's driving her car she, to her grandma's house, and she, uh, she crosses the street. She pulls up, and across the street, she spots her neighbor, Mrs. Garrett, talking to a detective about something. And Mrs. Garrett is a neighbor who loves Christmas and goes way too overboard with the decorating. I, every neighborhood has that person who just goes way overboard. Well, that's this Mrs. Garrett in this movie. Uh, girls, girls, girls! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Rachel goes inside, places a present for her mother underneath the tree, and her grandmother, Abby, comes in, and we learn that Rachel's mom has been dead for a long time, uh, or gone, I think, but pretty much dead. And we f- she finds a card from their neighbor, Mrs. Garrett, asking Rachel to help her set up more Christmas decorations, but offering to pay her for her services. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this conversation, we also learn that something happened to Mrs. Garrett's daughter, and that Grandma Abby has a very bad potty mouth. 
Grandma Abby loves to curse like a sailor in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of the like shocking foul mouth grandma. You oh, know? did you mean thanks killing three didn't do that for you? Yeah, that was shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ugh. it's like I'm whiskey drinking and I say fuck. Yeah, and, and cock yeah, and blah yeah. blah. Yeah, I, I thought the right, same thing. Right. And she kind of looked like a beardless Willie Nelson. She did. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> I just put on a headband on her and uh, right, give her a joint. Give yeah. her a big old. She probably had a joint. She's smoking, drinking whiskey. Probably. She probably had. Yeah, joint. she's like pounding Soco. Yeah. Um, so Rachel leaves to go Christmas shopping with her friends, but sees Mrs. Garrett struggling with decorations. So she goes over to lend a hand, but gets stuck helping Miss Garrett out of guilt, out of via guilt trip. So she's like, you know what? I'll come back after my shopping. and I'll help you then. And the impression I get, because Grandma's like, fuck Miss Garrett. Like, literally, I think that's what she says. You know, it's none of our damn business. Leave that bitch alone. And then when you meet Miss Garrett, she seems nice. She seems like a nice lady who's just a little, little, maybe a little off with Christmas, but nothing nothing harmful about her. Well, what was weird, though, too, in that scene, like, as soon as you look over, like, what are you going to help with? This lady has decorated the whole fucking yeah, house yes. insanely already. Like, what, I thought the same thing. It's like, I need help with more. Like, more? Like, what <laughs> left? What's left? You have, like, yeah. every decoration in the world on yeah. your lawn. <laughs> like, what can you possibly do? There's no more space. But, uh, so, she tells, like I said, and we, we here we learn that Mrs. Garrett's daughter suffered from a disease known as Bowen's disease. Now, this brings us to this week's educational moment here on Horrible Horror. Uh, where we're going to talk about Bowen's disease because I want to make sure it was a real thing that they were, that they brought up. And I wasn't sure if Aaron, in your medical background, had known this or not. I'm familiar with it. Okay. So, Bowen's disease, which is also called uh, squamous, S-Q-U-A-M-O-U-S, squamous cell carcinoma in, in situ, S-T-I-U, uh, is a form of skin cancer. The term in situ Added on, the end tells us that this is a surface form of skin cancer. Invasive uh, Bowen's disease are the type that grow inward and may spread. Uh, Bowen's disease in situ is also known. Uh, it's named after the doctor who first described it about 100 years ago. Uh, it is usually a red, scaly patch. It tends to be seen on areas frequently exposed to the sun. Some itch, crust, or ooze, but most have no particular feeling. Bowen's disease may be mistaken for rashes, eczema, fungus, or psoriasis. Sometimes they are brown and look like a uh, sor- keratos- keratosis. Keratosis, thank you. Or a mal- uh, melanoma. Because of this, a biopsy must usually be done to confirm the diagnosis. Like other forms of skin cancer, Bowen's disease is mainly caused by chronic skin exposure and aging, aging which I kind of had an issue with that. In this, uh, I'll come back to that. Uh, cause of Bowen's disease, according to the National Health Service in the UK, uh, Bowen's disease usually affects older people in their 60s and 70s, the lo- with the exact causes unclear, but has been closely linked to long-term exposure of the sun or use of, of sunbeds, uh, having a weak immune system, uh, previous radiotherapy treatment, or uh, HPV virus, mm. um, which, you know, uh, I think it's HPV 16 or something like that. And Bowen's disease does not run in families, and you can't pass it on to others. So there's your educational moment for, for this week. Huh. The more you know. The more you know. Now, I, the only thing I have to say that... I had to worry about this, or not worry, but conf- made me confused. That when it says, is only one, it's not contracted people who are much, much older, and two, mostly from exposure to the sun. But what we find out about the daughter is she was never, she never she, is exposed to the she sun. She was a hermit. She was basically locked up in yeah. a room the whole time. So it kind of doesn't really fit the. I don't know if that that's an oversight of the writing or 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 there's something we missed, but it's 
doesn't really add up. Maybe you're not a doctor, Marshall. Maybe you need to wait and see when you talk next week and figure it out. (laughs) Thanks, Doug. I'm just kidding, buddy. Make me feel bad, why don't you? Come on, Doug, it's Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Mrs. Garrett and Rachel, they sit in a chat for a bit. Uh, Garrett mentions that her life was never the same after her daughter, Jamie, was taken from her. Uh, there's a little bit of talk about Rachel's mom, but nothing in depth. And then Rachel ends up leaving to go meet with her friends. And she walks back to her car. We hear another neighbor calling out for their dog, Sugar Balls, which <laughs> yeah. is a great Sugar Balls is the dog's name. Uh, who, Sugar Balls. Sugar Balls. Uh, we see the dog run behind a fence and we hear it get brutally killed. You don't see it, but you just hear the dog get killed. Uh, the dog's owner follows suit and she's wearing, she's like the neighbor that wears like this, the obnoxious curling Hair curlers in her hair and like she crazy looks, blue eyeshadow makeup. Yeah, like the stereotypical like crazy housewife with the curlers, yeah. the crazy makeup, the robe, the big fluffy slippers, and she's you know got ridiculous amount of makeup on. Sugar yeah. balls, sugar balls, <laughs> sugar balls. Uh, again, gaudy ass makeup, but it doesn't. She actually didn't look that old though. She no, should she have didn't. been like. She looks like, for what she was dressed as, she looked like she'd been in like her 50s or 60s, but right, she looks but like she, she's in her 30s yeah, or early she 40s. Looks like she's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not that bad looking. Um, so it doesn't matter anyway, because she gets. I'd bang her. Yeah. <laughs> she looks kind of silly, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'd bang worse. <laughs> uh, she doesn't, like I said, she gets a machete to the neck. Followed by the garnishers implanted through the top of her skull. Yeah, where did he get this machete? And so he machetes her to the neck, and then he throws it away. Yeah. He's like, yep, I'm done with that. Yeah, exactly. Just Back to the behind. old trusty uh, gardening shears. I think I would have kept the machete. Right. It'd just be easier to use. Um, but so we cut to the inside of a house that's insanely over-decorated, like, just decked out in Christmas decorations. Uh, the camera moves around the house, and we hear like these voices like whispering. Real schizophrenic Yeah, kinda, whispering yeah. things from the past. Mm-hmm. And Same thing, like, you're gonna die, you know, like yeah, like, or weird, weird little things weird. like that, yeah. Uh, and we see a female mannequin in like this fancy red dress that is set up on like a small stage, or, like a pedestal in the middle, of, like this living room. Um, it's like where the Christmas tree would be, perhaps, or something like that. But it's like it's like the center of the room. Yeah, yeah. It's would... like the focus of the room is on this mannequin yes. in this dress. Uh, and the finally, the camera turns a corner to show Mrs. Garrett talking to a male mannequin wearing a Santa beard and hat. And she's talking about all these horrible things that some man did to her years ago. Uh, she says that she was just a child and that he passed her around to all those. Uh, Other men. It sounds like, like she I, was gang raped. Yeah, like gang raped. Like, like she, it really kind of alluded to her being plowed by a bunch of different now, dudes. I didn't know, too, if like that happened to her from like a Santa, a mall Santa or something. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, why do you have this fixation on Santas all over your I, house? I, I, I wanted to know that, too. Like, or like I, psychologically, was she just substituting her dad or like, something with that We get the idea Santa. throughout the movie that she is a man here. She <clears> hates <throat> men. Sure. But... Yeah, the fast, the obsession with Christmas and Santas is is, is they really don't make they that don't, connection. Yeah, that's one thing that they, is kind of left out, which I think I wish they would have done a better job explaining. Because now I have the image of like just like twelve malls and like gang banging this girl, and, and like, God. that's awful in my head. But it's like they would at least explain why she's got this horrible obsession with or you know compulsion with 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 Santas. Um, so anyway, the actress here is uh, Melinda Keering. Uh, who plays Mrs. Garrett. And now, this is what I was talking about. Well, this is the scene where I think she overdoes it. Like, this is where the actor is like, I was like, thought it was a little too much. I'm like, okay, dial it back up, down a little bit. I thought she got a little too 
hammy. I completely for me. disagree. Really? I completely disagree. I like. I thought she was the one who stole the show. Really? I thought she was the best actress out of the whole thing. Huh? Yes. All right. Well, there we go. Doug, you want to chime in on that? <laughs> well, I think um, I I've been to like friends' houses before, like like with their grandma or something, or you know, and. It's just you get a creepy vibe sometimes because you're not, you know, like you're not normally in that house and this person's kind of weird or whatever. So I kind of agree, like I've met people that are kind of like that where it's like, ooh, this lady is weird, you know, <laughs> like she's creepy. So I don't know. I, I liked it. Okay. I, yeah. Well, I, I just didn't care for some of the choices she made. Um, <laughs> all right. Regardless, the, the mannequins, the mannequin from her springs to life and starts strangling her, strangling her. And we get a hard cut to her waking up, gasping for air on the couch. So just another weird I felt like that was a good scare because I did not expect that Santa to jump yeah. like at all, like in any way. Like, I, no, I agree. That was a good one. Like, yeah. I wasn't that was weird. It was a good like, jump scare. Yeah, yeah, it, it made was a me good jump. jump scare. Uh, there's some weird shit in this movie that, that, that throughout this. Like, there's some spots spots where it gets really fucking weird <laughs> for like, almost no reason. Um, so she looks around the room and we see that there are three more makeshift like life size Santa dolls or Santa crows, if you will, and. Each of them looks terrifying and disturbing, yeah, yeah. but not, and I would hope not in an intentional way, but these things are like the creepiest, weirdest, deformed-looking Santas I've ever seen. Santa crows is a good way of putting Santa it. Santa like crows. Yeah. yeah. they look like scarecrows dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah. Wow. But like some of their faces almost like look like they're melting and sad or paper mache. Like it's really weird and like kind of disturbing to look at these yeah. things. Um, it's like a Santa Claus for the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. You know, if Blair Witch was like, I'm going to decorate, <laughs> that's what she'd put up. All right. <laughs> I like it. So she rushes over to the female Mac in the red dress and says to it, don't you worry, darling. And then she just starts laughing as the camera focuses on a heart-shaped necklace that the Mac is wearing with the word daughter uh, uh, written on it. Yeah, I felt like they kind of pounded that into your head. Yeah, like, I, I get it. <laughs> so yeah, at this point we we know that Bat- Mrs. Garrett is just batshit crazy. At this point, we know this. Uh, we go we come back to Rachel who's picking up her friend Gia, and the two of them head out where they meet up with their other friend Sarah. Um, and Sarah's like, "Hey, Rachel, I got a surprise for you." So they close your eyes and they turn a corner, and there's an appearance by her boyfriend, ex boyfriend, fuck buddy. We don't really know what these guys relationship is throughout this movie but they have some kind of previous relationship so this is what i got was uh in a, like they were dating and she skipped town and then she didn't want to have anything to do with anybody but she's back in town for the first time isn't that kind of vibe you guys got kind of yeah. yeah i mean i get the fact she skipped down <clears throat> she, she she ended things with him or just cough communication but but we, yeah, they never used the word boyfriend or girlfriend. They never really used like any kind of real defining to help really solidify what this relationship is between these two. I did say that I felt like a girl would never do that to another girlfriend. She would never like I got a surprise for you and have some dude exactly. there. Yeah. They exactly. don't. Girls yeah. don't do that. No, like, that they doesn't. Don't. That does not happen. No, like, they don't. They, I mean, you know, they usually stick together and yeah. fuck the guy. You yeah. know, like that's a good Screw point. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good point. Um. So we learned again. We basically learned that Rachel's not be returning his phone calls, but he does give her a rose. And there's an after an awkward moment of those two just staring at each other. We cut to some other house and we meet a couple that is having some sexy Christmas fun time. And they're in like you know girls in like Santa lingerie and all that. And they're uh, the girl handcuffs the guy to the bed, and their safe word is going to be jingle balls. So jingle we have balls. Sugar, sugar balls and, and jingle balls. Jingle balls yeah. <laughs> a lot of balls in here. Um, <laughs> And she says, she's like, I, you know, I'm leaving. I'll be back with a big surprise. 
and she goes into the kitchen and she finds the killer's garden shears just happen to be sitting on her kitchen table. But for some reason, she's not giving a second thought about it. Doesn't think twice about it. <laughs> because I think you would remember if you left a large garden shears in your kitchen table. She's just like, huh. Or a large murder <laughs> weapon just randomly appeared there <laughs> out of the air. But, she's just kind of, mm. yeah, all right. And she proceeds to get items out of the fridge yes. for sexy time. Yes. She, Did she, you see some of the items she got out? The items, they are, uh, okay, hold on. Okay. Uh, Kate, yeah, I had this one down. Because in case you're wondering, the items she gets out of the fridge are a cucumber, a jar of peanut butter, and a stick of butter. She got out two jars. I thought one was marinara also. I, I missed that. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is going on? But it makes me very curious as to what she was going to do with that combination. Was she going to butter up the cucumber and <laughs> shove it up his ass? Or insert into it some other orifice? <laughs> but also, also by the way, who keeps peanut butter in the fridge? That is a pantry shelf item, <laughs> not a fridge item. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the peanut butter is cold, it adds a little excitement to your nether regions. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like butter and cucumber. Like, I, and she just have a big surprise for you. Like I'm like, thinking, this girl's like, <laughs> you're gonna get a cucumber in the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Here's that's, your log that's surprise. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, as she uh, the camera pans back and forth between her getting stuff out and setting it down. Each each pan it shows the shears, and then on the final one, of course, the shears are gone. And when she turns around, there's the Santa killer. He whips out the shears and impales her through the skull. The blades go up through her chin and out the top of her head. And again, a good looking effect. It looks great. Um, so she's dead. She's done. Now the killer enters the bedroom and the, the moronic, this moron guy thinks it's his girlfriend dressed up, which I really, come on. This guy's gotta be six foot and yeah. she's maybe was like five, four. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, and he's got broad shoulders. It's, she totally was, a different person. She had a very athletic tone, good body. No way you would think that's her. I mean, she, this guy was the, the killer is like, yeah, six. He's a big from, dude. Yeah, big guy. And so whatever he pulls, the killer pulls out the shears. Now the boyfriend starts screaming out jingle balls over and over again. And for the second time, the second time, Santa cuts off the guy's dick. So for a horrible <laughs> horror first, yes. we have a movie that features not just one, but two, two. decapitations. And we're just Dick in the first 20 minutes of the movie. That's awesome. So this is a first. It is a first. And to add insult to injury, the cat comes in and starts eating the severed dick. <laughs> That's what pussy does, Marshall. That dick. Oh! <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Well done, Doug. <laughs> so we cut to Rachel eating a bunless hot dog, sitting next to Co- Cody, the guy from earlier, and he's wanting to know what happened between them, why she ended things, and like she can't blame anything what happened to her mother, and blah blah blah. And we just move on to the next scene because that's all that happens, and it starts out of focus. It's everything's blurry, and Miss Garrett's talking to her daughter. And we see a long black-haired woman walk across the room and sit down at a dining room table. And as soon as the woman sits, the camera shifts back into focus to show that it was the mannequin of her daughter. So I'm guessing she just had to be carrying it. But uh, they do a good job of moving it really smoothly yeah. so yeah. not to look like it's being... I think it was a real person. I think in so real too. life, yeah. like, I think that was oh, a real person. I'm sure it probably sure. was yeah. in, in real life, yeah. But um, it just shows how crazy she is. Like, she imagined it walking over. Yeah. Yes. You know? Um so and so we see Garrett sitting at the table next to her, and a, uh, and across from Garrett. So Garrett's sitting next to next to the uh, daughter mannequin, and across from Garrett is one of the Santa Crow mannequins. 
and she's talking more crazy shit to Santa Crow. And the last seat of the table is filled by a stuffed animal dog wearing a Santa hat, which also, I think, talks to her, too, or something. It's really strange. So she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. She is. Which is a line used in the movie. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, right, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just batshit. Yeah. Um, you got to wonder if the writers, or writer, I, I don't know if it was one or two, the brother and sister, but if they had, like, some... One, Todd. Yeah, if he had some deep childhood trauma from a Santa, or if Santa has always creeped him out, like, to him, Santa was, like, a child molester. Like, a lot of kids do not like Santa growing up, but you, you gotta, you know, there is a lot of deep meaning to this Santa shit in this movie, like, that really traumatized this guy. Santa, <laughs> I, I, it did. Um, uh... <laughs> We'll write down some questions for the yeah. interview. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, where were they? So we go back to Rachel and her friends. They're in Rachel's car. Uh, Rachel tells them that they're going. She's going to make you know get him back for the whole Cody fiasco. And she's like, "Surprise! I'm taking you, Mrs. Garrett. You're going to help me with these decorations." They arrive, enter Miss Garrett's house. Garrett tells them that she has a date tonight and that she'll only be gone for a few hours. Uh, and then she brags about being celibate and plans on remaining so. Like I, I don't just. Uh-uh. I'm, yeah, I was done with sex long ago. Long yeah. time ago. I've been a virgin or re- I've been celibate for 10 years. Probably longer than that. Um, I would say at least 15 years. Oh, yeah, 15. Um, so, and then she's, she she leaves. Either she had a wild five years before that 10. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garrett gives him a rundown of what <clears throat> needs to be done around the house, and she also tells him that she'd be offended if they don't try her special holiday eggnog. Uh, and Garrett then takes Rachel away to show her the door to the attic where the rest of the de- decorations are. Now, she says, here's the stairs, which they're not stairs. It's a fucking ladder. Yeah. It's straight up ladder, uh, which are right, is right next to Jamie's old room, which J- that Rachel goes in and she finds an, this old, like, rag. Like a raggedy Ann, rag, raggedy Andy yeah, kind doll, of doll that Rachel had given Jamie years and years ago when they were kids. Uh so and we learned that here's where we learned that Garrett never let Jamie play outside with Rachel and the other girls uh, when they were young, and because according to Garrett, Jamie was fragile and needed protecting, uh, which again doesn't match up with the Bowen's disease. If she well, she couldn't go outside in the sun. I don't know. Uh, so Jamie would just watch the other girls play from her bedroom window, uh, and this this takes us into our flashback where we see young Jamie sitting at the window looking out. Garrett tells her that she's not like the other girls, and those girls will laugh at her. Um, outside, we see young Rachel drop the doll outside with a note on it says, for Jamie. To Jamie. To yeah. Jamie. She gives her a big mm-hmm. smile and waves and then runs off. Um, and Garrett, Mr. Garrett calls him nothing but naughty little children. This takes us back to the present where Garrett is telling Rachel that she is also believed, she she also believed in the po- in positive reinforcement with Jamie and she was so kind to her and such a loving parent, which is kind of the exact opposite we just saw in the right. <laughs> uh, flashback. Um, so she's delusional, I guess, as well. Uh, Rachel, thanks her for opening up to her and says, "Hey, what ha-, you know?" Ask her what happened to Garrett. How'd she go? Or Jamie? How'd she go missing? Uh, Mrs. Garrett just deflects the question, saying that's a conversation for another time. So she want, again wants to avoid what's happening. Sure. Doesn't want so to talk. We don't about know where what's going on with Jamie. Yeah. Uh, the two of them head back downstairs. Garrett <clears> leaves <throat> the dowel on the da- on on the downstairs step and leaves the girls to decorate. Uh, as soon as she leaves, Gia finds that the windows have been screwed shut, which the girls is like, oh, it's just extra security. They don't think anything of it at first. 
Which, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a little weird. You t- when somebody decorates your house that much, you know there's a little something crazy going on already. And then you see, like, windows that are screwed shut. Like, that's sign number two. Yeah, that's a crazy part. That's, that, that's, that's weird for us because yeah. we're normal. But people do that kind of shit. You yeah. know, that, yeah, get out. Yeah. <laughs> get out now. That's, that's another thing. Yeah, exactly. You want to probably be like, that's a pretty good time to be like, you know what? Fuck this. We're out of here. <laughs> and another thing, it's like the girl just got back into town. She just got back into town. She's hanging out with her friends. She's partying. She's seeing her old mixed love. Doesn't she want to keep going out? Nah, I'm going to help crazy Miss Garrett yeah. finish her decorations. That doesn't quite And they work. haven't been paid yet. She promised me she hasn't been paid yet. Doesn't quite They're like, you know what? We're, we're out of here. We're, we're gone. Maybe There's she, enough decorations. She had the Christmas spirit. She was being nice, but I agree. Yeah. I, I think they would have ditched that house. But I that's mean, every horror They're movie. young, hot girls. They're not going to be, like, sitting around decorating old crazy bitch house. Exactly. Know? Um... So he also knows that every present underneath the tree is labeled for Jamie. Uh, and from here they chit-chat a bit, but nothing, nothing really important goes on. So we're skipping ahead to the next scene. Well, they, the one friend, though, did say, man, who would do this? You'd have to be crazy to do that. And it was like harking back to uh, the main actress did that in the beginning. She left a present <laughs> yeah, for mommy. Right. Oh, yeah. So they were kind of, – because she, she did – she even looked like – Yeah, she goes, well, maybe I, it makes her feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think. I didn't put that together yeah, either, man. Good, good call, Doug. I know some shit. That's why. That's why we have Doug here. That's why he's here. I know shit, guys. Uh, so we're skipping the next scene, and we jump to the bedroom of some other house, and we see this hot brunette wearing like sexy brown panties and a matching silk robe. Uh, she's in there. Do you think purple's her favorite color? Purple is definitely <laughs> her favorite. The room is painted purple. She's wearing purple. Purple uh, sheets, purple everything. But it looks good. I'm not. I had no problem with it. Goddamn, she's hot. She is a woo. <laughs> she's a smoke show. As Rick Flair said, woo. <laughs> uh, so she notices that her window is open. She goes to close it while talking to her unseen partner. Um, she lays down on the bed, calls out, "Babe, are you going to be feeling frisky when you get out?" Not hearing a response, she decides to start reading her book. And this is where the bed, out of nowhere, just starts shaking and rumbling. But she fucking ignores it. Like, it's normal or no big deal. Like, oh, that was weird. It's not like there's an earthquake, the whole house shake. It's like just the bed is shaking like, like I don't know. Like, I don't Like a come. Polaroid picture. There you go. Shaking like a Polaroid Thank you. I, I, was, I lost my, I, I can't think of anything. Could you, t- <laughs> Could you tell what the book was? No, I couldn't. No. I kept trying to look. I, I, I tried to look, too, but I, I couldn't. Okay. I was trying to, but I, I never got a good look at it. Um, so, she, again, she goes back to reading her book, but then the bed shakes again, and this time she finally sits up a little bit scared, and a few seconds pass of nothing happening. And then suddenly the large blades are thrust up through the mattress from underneath. It nearly misses her hands, and the blades retreat back out of sight. Now, this girl is hot, but she is stupid. <laughs> because instead, again, instead of leaping off the bed and running for her life like a normal person would, right. this bitch decides to slowly place both hands down on the mattress and assume One a doggy a position. <laughs> like, to cr- try and crawl off the bed yeah, slowly? Slow motion. I don't understand what she's going, because I'm, my first instinct, I think pretty much everyone else, Blade comes through. Boom, you're hopping off that bed. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. doing an Olympic yeah. leap off, and you're running. Yeah, I'm Jackie Joyner cursing that <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Long, I'm jump, long jumping and running. Like, yeah, sprinting that way. Um, so, the, again, the blades shoot back up, this time right in front of her face. She still doesn't jump off the bed. No, she backs up to, like, the head of the bed and just sits there. 
The blades continue to pop up and thrust at random spots trying to stab her. Finally, she does try to get off the bed and run for it, but she gets her ankle gets grabbed and she trips and she's pulled underneath the bed. Now, I have a problem with this. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I have in order for the killer to be stabbing up through the mattress, he would have to be laying on his back. Can we agree on this? Yeah. Now, but when he reaches out to grab her ankle, we clearly see that he's now laying on his stomach. So the bed is not that far off the ground, so there's no way a full-grown man would have room to turn over under under that bed, not to mention to be able to do it so fast enough to grab her ankle as she makes a break for it. Plus, if his head was at the foot of the bed, it's like he got those shears up oh, near the head, head of the bed right, at any exactly. time. Yeah. So he's, like, moving all over the place. And not to mention the fact that <laughs> how the hell does he pull both of them? On, how do yeah, both of them fit underneath this he's bed? He's a big dude. He's probably taking the whole thing, and he starts. He sucks her in, Yeah, you know, like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> like sucks her That's right like, in. It really does. And like, so the logistics of this don't add up or make any sense unless there's a TARDIS underneath this bed. <laughs> so... It just it bothers me. It, it it doesn't it doesn't add up. Doctor Who reference. Yeah, Doctor Who. It's our first Doctor Who reference ever. I, I think I made a tar for maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, so we cut to the bathroom and her lesbian lovers in the shower. Uh, also another pretty girl with a hot body. Uh, she finishes the shower. She checks out her naked body in the mirror for a moment. Which of course, why not? Which, hey. Why wouldn't you? Uh, it you get a really, body like that. You like to look at exactly. It, you know? I mean, it looks really hey. good. Um, and, but she has like the same dialogue. She goes, hey, babe, you feeling feel frisky? frisky? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exact same dialogue. Exact same dialogue. <laughs> Which I, I get that. I kind of, I didn't mind that because I think, okay, get what you're going for. Um, they're two birds of a feather, just different. Um, and so the movie does make a does make a very hard point to show us the pink vibrator sitting on the bathroom vanity. Uh, the the this woman, her name is Beth. I find out later her name, the, her name is Beth. She calls out for the other girl, which is Mindy, I think. I, I don't know. And not hearing an answer, she turns off the little itty-bitty radio that's playing very soft Christmas music. And she exits the bathroom to find uh, her girlfriend dead on the bed, covered in blood, and just all slashed up. The killer pops up. The girl locks herself in the bathroom. Santa thrusts the shears through the bathroom door, impaling the girl on the other side through the stomach. Uh, she pull- Santa pulls the shears out. Her body slides down to the floor. Slides down the door, and then for good measure, Santa then thrusts the shears through the door one more time, this time piercing the back of her head and coming out of her mouth. The blades coming out of her mouth. Again, Which was awesome. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's yeah. really good. <laughs> and, uh, and this is the third couple who are about to get down and frisky. I wanted to bring that up with you. And yeah, they all all these people are just about to get laid and get killed. Couple number one, couple number two. Well, you couple know that's like three. the horror movie trope. Like you can't have sex in a horror you movie. You cannot. I know, but here's the thing, and here's where I'll argue. Okay, so like with uh Jason Voorhees killing campers or whatever, Michael Myers killing teenagers, yeah, they're all fucking, they're all in the same house, they're all at the same camp. If I go out tonight and I pick three random if I pick seventy random houses, you know what I'm gonna find? A bunch of assholes sitting in sweatpants eating fucking Cheetos <laughs> while watching TV. There's no fucking way I'm gonna find any hot girls in lingerie or doing some kinky shit with cucumbers and peanut butter. Like, there's no way. Oh my god, that's a great point. There's all no these, way. All these people have great sex lives. How did he find this neighborhood has the hottest yes. girls in the world? That's it's what... nothing but hot chicks in this neighborhood. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, we never do this shit. <laughs> my girlfriend. I'm like, how did he find these houses? I want to go live in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's glad you brought that point. up. Oh it was, my god, it was just two 
weird. <laughs> I love it. Um, the other point, the other problem I had with this scene is the fact that, um, okay, we see the girl who gets pulled underneath the bed. She's screaming and hollering the whole time. Her lover is in the neck bathroom, which is the master bathroom, attached to that bedroom. It's attached to the bedroom, and she's right next door. And the only thing that's playing is like a little bit of soft, like Silent Night, Holy Night, or Oh Holy Christmas Night, music, Christmas yeah. music, very, very softly on a tiny radio. You're telling me she didn't hear her girlfriend being like murdered right next. That bothers me. Like, yeah. It's not the other end of the house. It's not another floor. It's the next room over. She's screaming bloody murder and. Soft Christmas music is get drowned. Quite out. literally, bloody murder. Bloody murder. <laughs> hey, uh, one thing I would like to know with all these Christmas songs, they weren't like shit songs. They were like, are those public domain? I believe they are. Okay. a lot of them are. Because all right. you hear them in pretty much yeah, every a Christmas lot of Christmas movies. songs are like pretty much because yeah. you could tell they spent some money on this movie, but songs kill you. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I was just wondering. Um. So. After he kills her, the Santa opens the bathroom door and takes the pink vibrator with him. Just picks up, takes it. So, all right. He takes One of the that vibrator. pink vibrator. One of that pink vibrator. We jump back to Rachel and her friends. Sarah leaves to go on a booze run uh, before the quick stop she closes at midnight, which they say is 10 minutes from now. So it just gives a reference of time of kind of where we're at in the mm-hmm. night. Um, so... So I guess earlier when Santa went into where the kid and the yeah that, that, that must have been earlier ball, that must have been ball. like you said eight or nine or yeah. either the okay. night before but I'm, I guess yeah. it's all supposed to be in one night yeah. and it okay. had to be earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so after she leaves, Gia decides she wants uh, to try on the red dress that the mannequin's wearing, and so she can have a fi- picture of it for Facebook or something like that. And Rachel heads up to the act to get more decorations, and up there she finds an old picture in one of the storage containers. She takes it down to show Gia, who is now in the red dress. And from the picture, we learn that Mrs. Garrett and Rachel's mother worked together years ago as nurses at some hospital. Which I don't know if you brought this up, but earlier she asked Miss Garrett about her mother. You know her yes. Mom, she's like, oh, I just remember her being very pretty. Yeah. Like, didn't really know her mom. <clears throat> you might have I said I that already. Co- I, I didn't cover yeah. that. Yeah, I kind of yeah. glossed over some of that. Um, so Rachel calls her grandmother to ask about the picture. Grandma Abby seems to get upset by this and doesn't really want to talk about it. She, again, she's trying to, like, I, let it go, mm-hmm. you know. We'll go. talk about this some other time. Yeah. yeah. So Rachel then sneaks into Mrs. Garrett's bedroom and sees the form of a person sleeping under the covers on the bed. She pulls back the covers to reveal another mannequin, this one completely naked and has red lipstick kiss marks all over it. <laughs> a lot of them on the junk. Yeah. Yeah. Junk and but, hips and torso. But it's yeah. like a Kendall junk. It's like it's got no yeah, penis. Yeah, it's, you totally know? Kendall, it's just yeah. it's Kendall anatomically, you know. So, yeah, that's a. That's it a just, weird. again, really weird. And the man is also wearing a Santa beard, too. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Rachel, of course, has to show Gia this, which I. He'd be like, Dude, you got to check this shit yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and Gia decides to place a Santa hat on the mannequin for some reason. Like, here you go. And then they notice a door to a crawl space in the bedroom that has a padlock on it. And we go back to Grandma Abby, and uh, oh, if we, I haven't mentioned this yet, by the way, but Grandma Abby is in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and she uses a cane to pull a shoebox down from a closet shelf, and inside she takes out a letter addressed to Laura Kimmel, Rachel's mother. As she opens it, she hears the banging no- a banging noise, so she goes to check it out, and she finds a sla- sliding patio door is open. And we get the classic cat jump scare here, yep. where the cat you know g- leaps out at her, uh, but then she gets attacked from behind by the Santa killer who wraps her in a string of Christmas lights. 
which I guess is supposed to try to like tie her to the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And man, her screams are blood curly. <laughs> I mean, I can't even replicate it. No, I wouldn't want to if no. I could because it's just oh, this weird old lady screaming like that. I'm you like, want to hear the most annoying sound in the yeah. world? Yeah. <laughs> very much like that. It's very much like that. Luckily, it's not that much scream because most of it, instead of screaming, she's just cursing at Sam, saying, "Fuck you, fuck you, cocksucker, cock." He's just going on a crazy swearing rant. Uh, so the cure pushes her out the patio and wheels her down like this garden path sidewalk that's all lit up in Christmas lights. And the path ends and the cure just pushes Abby <laughs> off the side of like a <laughs> steep hill, presumably to her bath. And she, she just like ramps off this, this thing. This was awesome. <laughs> yeah, when they... so <laughs> like the Wilhelm scream is what yeah. I expected <laughs> yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. That would have yeah. been great. <laughs> um, and that's the last we see of Grandma Abby. <laughs> so... Uh, the killer re-enters the house, and we hear Rachel on the answering machine saying that she's at Miss Garrett's house and that something strange is going on. Uh, so the Santa killer then just for good measure kills the cat too for some reason. Yeah, just, I don't, it just kills it, and it's a good-looking cat, man. That poor cat. Poor cat. Um, so jumping back to Gia and Rachel, Rachel tells Gia that she's going to go check on her grandma and that Gia needs to stay here, stay behind for when Sarah comes back. Uh, so after she leaves, Gia notices the front door also has latches on it for like to be padlocked from mm-hmm. the top. Uh, Rachel enters the grandma's house. Most of the lights are off except for like the Christmas lights and the a record play player is playing Christmas songs. She turns off the record player, looking around for Abby, and she spots the letter to her mother on the floor. We cut to Sarah returning from her booze run. Now, unless she was driving Rachel's car. I don't know where this other car came from because they were all in the same car earlier in the movie. That's a good point. So it's, I didn't notice that. Yeah, actually. they were all yeah, in Rachel's she's... car earlier, all three of them driving around. So unless, again, she took Rachel's car, I this car should not be there. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so as she turns from the car, she sees the Santa killer duck behind the corner of the house. Again, thinking it's their friends messing with thinking her. Thinking they're teasing her, yeah. She follows, follows them around. So she creeps around the side of the house, and she gets startled by the sound of a cat screeching. So I'm guessing that's the sound of another feline murder. (laughs) Uh, And she turns back around, and a mannequin torso just falls from above it, almost hitting her, dangling from a rope around his neck. Which, again, is really fucking weird. Like, why would this be there in the first place? It's really strange. Kind of creepy. Now, I know Miss uh, Garrett has a lot of mannequins yeah, but, in there, so... But wh- why would you have one, like, hanging outside your house ready to drop out a window with right, no like, arms and so legs? So how did it fall? Exactly. exactly. Who positioned this? Who did this? The killer's yeah. not up there. Gia no. It's not Gia. She's dancing around in a red dress. You how know. did this happen? Yeah, yeah it's it just, really it just, weird. You know? like, I don't understand that yeah. at all. Uh, the, the, it makes zero sense to me. Another question for the director, in my opinion. Why did you do this? Why that doesn't make any sense. Why falling mannequin? <laughs> and where did that fucking car come from? Yeah, huh? where did the car come from? <laughs> Answer the tough questions. <laughs> uh, so she now Sarah gets grabbed from behind and tossed to the ground, but she does get up and run away. But she doesn't run very far because she stops to pick up a large stick and hits the killer over the face. Knocking him over with it a couple times, like, and that's what, again every horror movie. You got him on the ropes, finish him off. They never keep finish going. Him. Never yeah, do. never she do. Runs away as he gets back up, and Sarah can see Gia through the kitchen window. So she's like, "I'm gonna make a run for it," but she gets tackled, like Ray right. Lewis t- tackled <laughs> right before she gets to the window. 
the killer takes the garden shears and cuts off several of Sarah's fingers before just brutally stabbing her repeatedly. And again, it's not a bad effect. No, it's a great effect. Except, except, except when she does get the fingers cut off, there's just four perfect fountains of blood shooting out everywhere. <laughs> I, mean, just... I don't know. I kind of love that. Man. I kind of like that. <laughs> but, I mean, is this house soundproof, too? That, Obviously, you. you can't get out. But, I mean, she's right outside the window. It's my same note about the shower. She's like, seriously, unless these windows are fucking soundproof, you would hear this. She's right outside. I mean, she... She was just about to touch the window when she got tackled, Ray Lewis style. And then she's literally laying on the ground right outside the window. Like, sure, I hear you can't goddamn, see him. I hear a cricket outside my window. And this is a like full like adult woman screaming being murdered. Right. And nobody hears it. It just makes and, and no sense. And she is right there at by the window. So it's a neighborhood of insanely hot women that are deaf, I guess. And horny. Yeah. And horny. Horny, yeah. deaf, hot women. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... <laughs> Back to Rachel, who's reading the letter, who's reading that letter she found, and she gets a phone call from Cody, uh, and she tells Cody that her mother was having an affair with a married man, and that man was Mrs. Garrett's husband. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, was about Things are coming together. Now, how did he know this? He didn't. She told him that. Oh, she told him that. Yeah. Okay. Gia sees uh, the car is back and checks outside for Sarah. She finds a bottle of wine that's uh, on the front steps that Sarah had. And we see the cure enter the house behind her like a ninja and before, before Gia goes back inside. She plops on the couch, and behind her we see the killer again posing as like one of the mannequins. She's like acting yeah. really still, just oh, sitting yeah. there. It's cool because it's out of focus. It's a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. It, there's actually some really good camera tricks in this movie. Mm. There, there are some good uh, good shots in this. Um, now Gia's a little spooked about Sarah, so she starts you know going around looking around for her. And we see the killer get up and start like, creeping behind her, you know, really stalking after her. And she enters a dark room looking for Sarah. And why she doesn't just turn on the lights, I have no fucking clue. Because it just might have saved her life. <laughs> uh, because the cure just slowly emerges from the darkness behind her and strangles Gia with what looks like red r- ribbon or something like yeah. that. Uh, however, Gia does manage to fight him off and break free. She grabs a heavy metal vase and hits him over the head with it. Knocking him down. Knocking him down. But again, again, instead of running away right away. Or or finishing him off. She waits for him to get back up and then runs for the front door, which has now been padlocked. uh, And so she hides in the bathroom and tries to open the window. With a bit of struggle, she does open the window enough to try to crawl out. But before she can, the killer pops up outside now and lunges for her through the window. So that means the killer has unlocked the door, the padlock. Gone out the door and around to the front. Yeah, well, or some a other back door somehow. But sorry, he, somehow incredibly quickly he got up outside and knew just exactly that she was going to be in that bathroom. Now, and while this is happening, the main actress is in the house too. Like, or or she? Rachel still... Rachel's still over at Grandma's oh, house. Okay, across okay, the okay, street okay. okay. Across I street thought she had gotten back at this point. Like, no, she okay. has not gotten back yet. Um, so she, where was I? Oh, uh, Gia. She she flees the bathroom and. Now this is where this I will say there were some good camera things. Now this is where I think a bad one is. This I hate this because somehow she suddenly seems to be upstairs because it's really fucking confusing. Because uh, I'm again like I'm not sure if this is bad camera work or just a choice of the filmmakers or just a weird layout of this house. But when we see Gia run into the bathroom, she's on clearly on the ground floor because it's right off the front door. But when she comes out of the bathroom. She starts going downstairs because the camera's on the stairs pointing up at her. So it's really a weird visual. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's really odd. Mm. Um, 
so the camera is shooting up and she's sneaking like down the stairs and she starts going down but then the killer lunges over the upper railing at her she slides down the stairs and stumbles out into the garage where she trips and because it's you know horror movie law she hurts her ankle (laughs) now wait hold on when she was in the bathroom didn't she like try to go out the window a little bit and and he grabbed at her yeah from outside right yeah from outside so yeah, so how did they? Which means he had to be on the ground floor, but then she's coming downstairs. It, it really fucking weird. Like it, it boggles, but it would make no sense. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that is confusing. Yeah. Um. So the killer, uh, uh, catches up with her. He stands in front of her, like pointing the garden. She's like right at her, like grazing the blades, like through her hair, like right across her face. Uh, he opens the shears and snaps them closed again, like right on her neck, like he's trying to cut her head off. Uh, but it doesn't cut through. And after several seconds, Gia finally drops dead of just blood going everywhere. But this is the one effect where you can clearly see yeah. uh, the pros- the neck prosthetic and the, the ridge lines of the makeup. It This is the worst looking of makeup job in the movie. Still not but bad. But still not bad. Mm-hmm. It's nitpicky. But I just this point because everything else has been so good before then this to be so blatantly visible. Now, when the killer killed her in the garage, what was she wearing? The red dress. The red dress. Okay. Red dress. Just making sure. Okay. Because uh, later, <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Um, so, but I will say the sheer amount of blood spraying out over the place makes up for the <laughs> effect because it's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there is a ton of blood in this movie. Yeah. And it's good looking blood. Too. Yeah. Like, it's that dark, real mm. healthy looking blood. <laughs> um, Rachel enters a now darkened Miss Garrett's house. She finds a flashlight. She starts looking around for her friends. Uh, she spots a mug of eggnog next to the wine bottle and decides to take a sip of it, which, again, sure. I think is an why odd not? choice to make. Like, yeah. why would you just take a why sip not? of this? The house is completely dark. Things are really strange, but like, oh. Something's odd. Yeah, yeah but let me, found, let me take a sip of this. You just found all this weird, life, like, earth-shattering news about your family and Miss Garrett and her husband, and it's like, everyone's gone, the lights are up. There's a mug of eggnog. I'll take a sip. Which yeah. wasn't there before because right. nobody got the eggnog. I'll take a sip. A I don't s- want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. A small sip. She's like, well, she did say to try it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's a very small sip. Yeah. So she, oh, yeah, again, that's a very, very small sip. It's like she slammed a mug of this. No. Thing. So she's walking around. She ends up in Jamie's old room where she finds one of her friend's cell phones lying next to a key on the floor. Rachel's phone rings now, and it's Cody. She's telling him what's going on, and Cody tells her that he looked up Mr. Garrett on the internet, and he found out that he d- he didn't just leave Mrs. Garrett, but in the early 90s, he was sent to Ironwood State Prison, which turns out not to be very far from wherever this place is supposed to be, and that he's supposedly been there for 15 years. So we cut to a shot of the Santa killer padlocking the front door again. Um, Cody tells Rachel that she has, that you know, you got to get out of the house, but, uh, hmm, very coincidentally, her cell phone begins to break up all of a sudden, and she loses connection. Yeah, just so... Just out of nowhere. Just, uh, you know, one of those things. Perfect cell phone reception all throughout the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just nothing. Uh, gone. Can, can you hear me now? No, no I can't. No, I can't. No, <laughs> no. Maybe that's why you need to go with that 1% better. One, oh, you know? maybe Shots you fired for Rai- <laughs> or Verizon or whoever the fuck you are. Who cares? <laughs> uh... Anyway, it shows Cody running out of his room, and he's leaving. Yeah, and he left his lava lamp on. 
That's a fire hazard. Yeah. Well, you not know, really. A lot of items can stay out for a while. Yeah, I know. It's like it's but, funny because that was the same conversation I had with my wife. She said that she said the same thing. He's like, "That's a fire hazard." I'm like, "I don't think it is anymore. Maybe in the '70s. <laughs> Maybe it was, the '70s were, but, but not all lamps nowadays. I left that shit on for days when I was in college. Yeah, I left mine on too for a while. That was uh, really high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was college. It was college. Uh, Rachel goes back to wandering around the house. She enters one of the crawl spaces. And finds that it leads to a set of stairs that go down. So, of course, she follows the stairs down to a basement room. Uh, and this room looks a lot like the mannequin torture room from Tourist Trap. If, if any of those you've seen those when we did that movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just mannequins. mannequins. And there's mannequin parts scattered all over this room. with S- Half mannequins, some of them dressed up. Like heads here, arms there. Uh, and there's various scissors all over the place with needles and thread. Like very, very kind of creepy. Like and creepy a shit. butcher knife. Uh, not a butcher knife, just a large kitchen knife. Okay, well. It's not like the meat cleaver, but maybe it is a butcher. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. But yeah, the large kitchen knife and a Santa figure that has a sign on it that reads, Naughty Girls. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but that's just the tip of the weirdness iceberg. Because Rachel then finds a large dog cage with a paper sign on it that reads, Time Out. And inside the cage is a female mannequin that is tied to the cage by the wrists. And the mannequin is wearing a blue dress that also has a gag around its mouth. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it. The dress is like Alice in Wonderland. It very is. It very it's very blue, Alice in Wonderland. Very Alice. Yeah. Um, and on the walls are hand painted pictures that read "Pretty little girls" and "Girls love mommy" and all this weird mm. shit. Um, Rachel moves the beam of the flashlight around the room, and all of a sudden, bam! She there's Miss Garrett. Um, Gary's like, hey, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. And then suddenly all the lights come on. Uh, Garrett says that Rachel tells Rachel, Jamie has finally come home for the holidays. Rachel arms herself with like a pair of scissors and demands to know who's upstairs. And Garrett just continues on to insist that it's Jamie. It's Jamie. Rachel begins. To, now it starts getting lightheaded as Mr. Garrett goes into more backstory about Jamie's past and all that. And so that Jamie was five years old when her father found out the truth about what Jamie really was. And then the father tried to kill Jamie, but Mrs. Garrett called the police. Uh, she tells Rachel that Jamie was born a boy, but she was expecting a little girl. She was born a disgusting man. <laughs> like she's like when we're talking about the theorizing of man hater. Oh, I had that whole quote. I have a whole quote here somewhere. Awful. Yeah, man. So this, I got a little confused here. So she was born a boy. Yes. And then. The, she was expecting a girl, but it turned out to be a boy. Yes. So then what happened? Well, here she grabs the kitchen knife, which, by the way, this kitchen knife looks wooden. Did anybody else think that the thing looked wooden? It is not metallic at all. It nah. just, um, and she yells, I gave birth to a beautiful, manipulating, perverted, womanizing man. <laughs> and she goes on to say that once she got home from the hospital, she brought Jamie down to this room and fixed the problem, saying it was as easy as removing a nasty wart. So she cut off his uh, twig and berries. Yeah, cut off the penis. And the dad didn't notice that for five years? Yeah, like, what kind of father? Like, was he, I guess he obviously wasn't there for the birth. Well, he's too busy fucking uh, what's-your-name's mom. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah. <laughs> that... um, so, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, how would you not know that you have a son or, like, that's pretty fucking weird. So I don't change diapers. Never. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that. Uh, her husband was arrested. She, Garrett says she was able to convince everyone that he was responsible for the mutilation. Uh, 
And but they still took Jamie away from her and put her in a mental hospital, which is really strange. Why would they put the girl in a mental hospital? Because they don't say anything about the Jamie was having mental problems. Like obviously, you, I get you went out having your dick shut, cut <laughs> off by your mom, but before that, like she, would, I don't think she would go to a like a regular hospital or like a children's like foster home or Something. protective care, not yeah. lock her up in a mental hospital. That's really weird. So. So the Jamie was taken to a mental institution at around five years old. Yes, and that's what they, she's been there her whole life. So then, uh, to me, I don't have many memories from before five, but the main actress, Rachel, is like, when we're always outside playing, why didn't you ever let her come outside? Like, what, when you were four? You remember that? Yeah, playing and this a, little girl not being point. able to play with? Like, that sounded like when they were eight or nine. Or, yeah, eight or it nine. Was, yeah. Yeah. Make toy sense. That, right. yeah. The story confused me when she told it. That's but I guess a it's, great point. That's maybe like a little uh, loophole there, or a plot, uh, plot hole that doesn't. Maybe Rachel and those girls were just a year or two older. Okay, so they you were. Know, maybe yeah. that can help. Maybe, okay, maybe, maybe, that's okay. not like a big deal. It's just I was confused during this story. I'm mm. like, the dad didn't know for five years that whether he had a boy or a girl. That's weird. Okay. Um, but anyway, during this monologue, we see Rachel getting woozier and more tired, and Garrett goes on to say that Jamie has come home and wants Mrs. Garrett to fix her. Uh, Garrett notices that Rachel's bilingual, he's like, knows late, Rachel's getting all wildly on that, she gives her a big hug, saying that she's so happy that she tried some of her special holiday eggnog. Garrett embraces Rachel, and in her drug state, Rachel calls Garrett mommy and tells her that she's missed her so much. So, again, this is really weird because she only had a little bit. What the fuck was in that eggnog? No <laughs> shit. Was a tiny little What's sip. in this drink? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I want some of that stuff. God, man. Man. This must be like Bill Cosby eggnog or something. Right. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Um, a little Spanish fly. Huh? I, but I don't even know if that would make you act like this. A little like, MDMA. Who knows? Um, so, Garrett then acts like Rachel's mother. And Rachel's, like, going along with it. She's like, okay, that's totally fine, until Garrett picks up the scissors. And that's what snaps Rachel's out of her trance, which she becomes super lucid really fucking quickly. I would say too quickly for as wacky as she was. She just <laughs> snap out of it on an instant. It's Again, I don't think that would happen that quickly. Uh, who, what, I don't know. I've who knows? Never, fear, adrenaline, who knows? I've never been roofied, so who fucking knows? <laughs> Um, that you remember. I yeah. remember. <laughs> uh, so Rachel turns to Roman, pulls down this blue tarp that's been hanging behind them this whole time. And behind the tarp is the dead, bloody body of Grandma Abby. And she's been strung up by Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. So you have to go down to the edge of the cliff or the bottom of the hill. Yeah, drag her ass back drag up. Drag Granny's ass back up. And string her up. Yes. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And without being seen. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel reels back in fear, screaming. She turns around, drops to the ground, and now she finds the bloody body of Gia, her other friend, who was sheared in the neck. Um, she's still wearing the red dress. Is that? Did you have something to say about that earlier? Well, I I guess I mixed something up because I thought later we saw the red dress hanging again. No, the red dress is on. Was, is okay, on I Gia. see. I mixed up the dresses or something no. or something going um, on. Um, Garrett kneels down. Well, well, now what you might be mixing up is. Well, I'll get to. It. I'll, I'll come okay. up to it in a second. Uh, she Garrett kneels down, kisses Rachel on the cheek, and begins to, like play with her hair, like you know, comb with her fingers. And Rachel's like, what did you do to my mother? And Garrett says, right, you poor dear, your mother was a filthy whore. She tried to take my husband, so I buried the bitch out in the back in my garden. 
at this point, Rachel collapses to the floor and passes out. She wakes up tied up in the closet in Jamie's room wearing the blue dress that the mannequin in the dog cage was wearing. Jamie enters holding the garden shears and makes penis thrusting movements with it, which yeah, is kind of like, funny looking. With it, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Now I'll say in this, this is where he was real creepy to me. Like when he walks in the room and he's just kind of glancing at her and looking away and then gl- and doing a little dance. I was like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> I say, it was creepy, but kind of like, yeah. kind of weird. I like it. Um, now, this, maybe this Earlier when we first see Jamie's room, I didn't mention the time because I didn't think it was a big deal. But when you very first time she goes in there, uh, there's a mannequin in there that's dressed in a blue dress as well, like an Alice in Wonderland mm. dress, just like the mannequin that was in the dog cage that now that Rachel is now wearing. So there's two blue dresses mm. in this movie. Um, so Jamie, yeah, Rachel's starts getting get, uh, gets her hands free and she's able to close the closet door just in the nick of time. As uh, Jamie comes lunging there with the, the garden shears, and she traps the blades between like the door frame and the door. Now there's this loud grunt from the other side of the closet door, and shortly after the door opens, and there's Cody, who knocked out Jamie, come save the day, helps free Rachel from the rest of her binds. Finish him off? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, I've knocked him unconscious. Don't worry. Uh, Jamie. Jamie then, of course, pops right back up behind Cody, and the two of them fight and they struggle. Uh, Jamie ends up beating the shit out of Cody, knocking him down. Where in a struggle, Jamie then breaks Cody's ankle. It's just like in one, like super. Fucks his leg up or something. I mean, you hear bones snapping. Yeah. So, yeah. and like, then. Like Van Dam's him. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even like a cur- It's not even like an ankle lock. It's right. like a Van Dam neck snap on your yeah. ankle. Um, and then. Uh, Co- then he just disappears. Like he, just, he, like he drops down underneath the bed and that's. He, he's, he's gone. He just disappears. Uh, so. Rachel helps Cody out of the room. Yeah, because he's fighting with Cody. Rachel like comes out of the closet and Jamie just like drops and he's gone out of sight. And then Rachel's seen helping Cody up off the ground and out of the room. That's so weird. He's just gone. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so yeah, she helps Cody into Mrs. Garrett's room where she hides him in one of those small crawl spaces we saw earlier. In comes Jamie looking for Rachel who's hiding underneath the bed. She hears the door close, thinking that Jamie's. She's hiding underneath the bed. Yeah. Big, huge eyes can see all around the room. You know, mm-hmm. she's laying down. She sees the feet walk past the room. She's watching the feet the whole time. Here's the door close. And then she's like, okay, time to go. She can see everything. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she begins to crawl from under the bed. But, of course, Jamie catches her. Picks her up and tosses her onto the bed. From on top of the, on bed. Top of the bed. He was on top of the bed. Yeah. Which I probably, again, like you see yes. the feet walking around. You Even you if can... you didn't see him get on the bed, you would feel the magic exactly. come yeah. down on exactly. top of you. Exactly. You yep. would know he's there. <laughs> so that's the problem I have with this. One, she's watching his feet the whole time. Fuck yeah, yeah. you're going to watch those feet the yeah, whole time. Yeah, you are. You're going to make sure that asshole's out of the room. And even if you can't see it, you're right. The door closes. She might be a little more tentative, just kind of like looking, just trying to find an angle. But you would feel a 200-pound man, I'm guessing he's about 200 pounds, At least, yeah. you know, getting on top of the bed. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, so uh, Rachel is able to fight him off. She, try, she tries to fight him off by kicking him in the balls, but, of course, Jamie has no dick or balls. Which I kind of like. I kind of like because yeah. Jamie yeah. just does like, this like head tilt, like, really, like- bitch? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes back on the attack. <laughs> Uh, but again, Rachel's able to fight him off and knocks him out uh, by hitting him over the head with something. I don't really know what it is, but it's some blunt. I'm just, I came into an 
All I know for sure is that Jamie is going to have a major concussion after tonight because right? he's been hit he's over the head so, so many times <laughs> in this movie. Uh, he's just on autopilot. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> got a concussion. Um, so Rachel goes for the window, jumps out the window, right as Jamie kind of starts to grab her, lands in the backyard like a champ, and then Jamie jumps out the window and follows suit after uh, and this is the one time people jump out windows. Nobody hurts an ankle this time. Yeah. yeah. No one goes, yeah. Ah. Gia trips out the garage door, s- <laughs> sprains an ankle. Rachel jumps out of a fucking second story window, laying like go. a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rachel runs right past another pair of garden shears that just happened to be sticking out yeah. of the ground. Uh, Jamie, however, does not run past them and picks them up and chases On after them. go. Yeah. And so this is the chase scene. You're out of the house. You're yeah. making a run for it. Maybe run to a neighbor, maybe run to someplace public, maybe scream. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just a basic chasing. Nothing really happens. Uh, uh, basically, she like runs around the house. Yes. Because it's like instead of running no away, she kind of just runs around it. This doesn't make any sense. Knowing to me. that that Miss Garrett's crazy too, you don't want to be in that no, house right. ever Yo, again. She, yeah, I would get far away from his possible. Well, she, just... she she did say I won't leave you this time to the guy. She did say I won't leave you again. Oh, oh, she goes back for Cody. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. Because at one point we see her in the woods hiding behind a tree, and Jamie like loses track of her yeah. and goes another way, and then she goes back to the house. And that's your perfect opportunity to be yeah, like, she call, said the she cops. call the cops. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to help Cody is yes, get some fucking that's cops. The call, that's the best way to help Cody. Um, So, Rachel seems, yeah, she he, she makes her way back to Mrs. Garrett's house, and she sneaks in through the sliding patio door and hides from Mrs. Garrett as she, Mrs. Garrett's seen putting out more Christmas decorations. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Garrett's like, you know what, I have, you know. Those bitches didn't do shit. God yeah. damn didn't do it. shit. <laughs> I killed, they're dead, and uh, oh yeah, I have this other girl tied up, some, I think, in a closet somewhere as far as she knows, but I'm going to hang up more decorations. Uh, so Rachel goes to leave, but when she enters the living room, she sees that the female mannequin that was wearing the red dress is now dressed in her old clothing. Right. So Rachel's now attacked from behind by Mrs. Garrett. They fight with this fight. It kind of looks ridiculous. It's, it's a great it's, fight it's, scene. It's kind of silly. It's pretty fun. Uh, Rachel hits Mrs. Garrett with a mannequin arm, knocking her down. She's about to go for the finishing blow, but she's grabbed from behind by Jamie. Garrett tells Jamie to take Rachel to the timeout room. And again, I get really confused by the layout of this house. Because when Jamie takes Rachel to the timeout room, he carries her upstairs. But when earlier, when Rachel first finds the room, she finds it by going downstairs from Mm. that crawl space. So in this movie, up is down and down is up. And (laughs) who fucking knows what's happening in this house? Uh, It's like like an MC Escher painting or something like that. (laughs) Fucking thing. Um, so Jamie drags Rachel into the, the timeout room, kicking and struggling. She sees Cody is tied up to a table covered in plastic sheeting. And Jamie locks Rachel inside the dog cage as Mrs. Garrett enters the room. Garrett asks to see what Jamie has brought her. So Jamie hands over her Santa sack and she looks in the bag. Anybody want to guess what's in there? <laughs> of bloody severed dicks. And a pink vibrator. So, yes, Moon Goons, this movie has an actual bag of dicks in it. <laughs> now, everybody gather round and listen if you would. When I tell you every person needs a way of feeling good. 
Every kitty needs a ball of string and every dog a stick. But all you need is a bag of dicks. Billy get a kick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A bag of dicks. 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 Alright. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Bag of dicks. Yeah. That was great. Um so <laughs> Gary asked Jamie if he has decided which one he wants to use, and then Jamie eagerly points to Cody's crotch. Like, I want his dick, I want mommy. His. Uh now, Garrett tells Jamie to go get her surgical bag up in her closet from her bedroom. Now, would you be feel, like, kind of confident or kind of like, all right, like a little little vein or, like, like, you know, yeah, like there's dick. a whole bag of dicks there. <laughs> yeah. A whole bag of dicks. And like, I don't want any of these. I want your dick. One of them like, a black dick, by the way. Yes. It's like, you know, all right. I must be doing something right. Yeah. So, at this point, the mom's willing to sew the dick back on? Is that yeah, the that's, premise? Yeah, that's, that's the premise. Okay. Um, so... As soon as he leaves, though, Garrett starts be laughing like a madman. Um, and he says to Cody and Rachel, I know Jamie is crazy as a coot, and there's no way I can fix his problem. Or is there? I'm going to do what my husband tried to do years ago. I'm going to put Jamie out of her misery. She picks up the wooden-looking knife and continues like her monologuing with, My crazy child escapes from a mental hospital and comes home to kill me. Only I kill her first. I'll be a hero. She turns to face Rachel and tells her, then you and I will live happily ever after. You were supposed to be mine. That bastard husband of mine got your mother pregnant at the same time he knocked me up. He gave that bitch a baby girl. So that's the big reveal that Jamie and Rachel are family. They're half brother, half sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie has returned and is holding the doll that we saw that Rachel had given her years ago as kids. And Garrett tells Jamie that she needs to talk to them upstairs in the living room privately. The two of them leave. Or he leaves. And on the way out, she stops to pick up the garden shears and just kills Cody. Yeah, she's Cody. walking out the door. She goes, oh, I almost forgot. Turn yeah. <laughs> and like, bam! Like, like an afterthought just kills him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she starts laughing. I'm like, yeah. damn. <laughs> so she, That's cold. Yeah, it is pretty cold. It, it's so, yeah, I thought it was so in a way, kind of great. Like, oh yeah. By the way, dead. but isn't this the first kill that Garrett does? Yes, yeah, the first one you see. So Garrett, Garrett I mean, this is, you know, I, I guess that's fine, but it just seemed a little out of character because she's not the killer, right? She. But does I, I all think at this point she's just off the deep end. She's just gone off the deep end yeah. so much now that it doesn't matter. Um, so she picks up the wooden knife and she leaves. Upstairs, Garrett leads Jamie to the Christmas tree, sits him down in front of all the presents, and says to him. That she's sorry, but he no longer belongs in this world. And she rambles on with some more crazy talk. Uh, but she ends it by calling him nothing more than a dickless man. And there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> and with that, she stabs Jamie in the back. She holds on to him tight saying, I love you so much, baby. I love you. As he bleeds in her arms. Uh, but Jamie's no slouch. He fights back. He tosses her to the ground. They fight all across the living room, knocking over decorations and mannequins. And shit's going down. Jamie finally gets the upper hand. He mounts her and he starts to strangle her. She's reaching out for the knife, but we see a foot and like black heels step on the hand. The camera pans up to show Rachel who, how the fuck she got the dog cage. Somehow she got out of the dog cage. Uh, She's looking down at Garrett. 
Rachel picks up the knife and then just sits on the couch, yeah, crosses she, like, her legs, walks away slowly, sits down, all dainty, lady, da- very dainty, folds her legs and just sits there and watches her get strangled. Yeah, and I gotta say, she's looking pretty sexy. She here. is super <laughs> sexy. In that scene. Like, I like, I was, and maybe that's I put, like, I'm not sure why, but I, I do. I love this shot of her do the way she does this. Like it's just the way she's slow and and the. Just meaningful way. Very she does. deliberate. Yeah, De- deliberate. Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's a simple and mundane thing, but it makes it look so impactful in this shot that I love it. And it does help that that, that Rachel looks super hot. In this yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's kind of also kind of like she's just like she's kind of lost it a bit too. She's like, "Fuck it, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take my time, enjoy this." She's kind of lost a little bit of her marbles now too. Yeah. Now there's yeah. Uh, this kind of reminded me of the ending of the. New- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, uh, uh, the, the newest one. Like yep. This Texas Chainsaw, I think it's called. Where the beginnings the, or yeah, something? No, not beginnings. Uh, no, I don't know, but it, I. But I know what you're talking. about. It's like well, the girl finds out she's related, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? I guess I'm going to take care of Leatherface now. He's my cousin or brother or something." <laughs> yeah. Well, in that one though, it had the same kind of moment where, like, so in this, Rachel, you know, should have attacked Jamie or whatever by all logic, yeah, you know, right. but then she's just set. She realized it's like a, um, an epiphany. Yeah. Like he's my family, and yeah. and in that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that girl was chained up, yeah, and he was... came with the chainsaw, and you think he could kill her, but he cuts her chains and lets her go because he realizes she's family. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. similar to that. Uh, First thing that popped my mind was when I saw it. Me it too. Like, uh, yeah, great minds think alike. Indeed. Sick minds think alike. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now shit gets really weird. If it hasn't been weird enough, it gets even weirder for me. Because as Mrs. Garrett dies, she's looking up at Jamie, strangling her down with the, the Santa mask. And then over his left shoulder, the Santa Crow mannequin head enters the frame, like just behind Jamie's head, as we hear like more whispering weird voices. And on the other side of Jamie's head comes the stuffed dog wearing a Santa hat. All of them are looking down at Garrett while she's dying. It's a really weird scene. It's really fucking strange. Now, is she imagining this maybe because she was with, they were with her the whole time? They were the people at the table, but it's still really weird. I kind of like it. If that's the last thing you saw when you're dying, I'm like, you know. This is a uh, maybe I should die. Is, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this if I'm alive. It's my time. It's yeah. my time. So finally, Garrett does die. Rachel stands up, goes over to Jamie, kneels down next to him. The two of them like lock eyes. Like, they look at each other for a moment, and then Rachel says, "Let's go bury this bitch out back." She stands up, walks away. Jamie takes off the crazy Santa mask, places it on Garrett's face, uh, and then there's a shot of Rachel looking at some painting of a girl, which we've seen it before in the movie, yeah. but they never really make any kind of like connection of no. what is so important about this painting. Um, is it supposed to be a painting of Jamie yeah, as a girl? Or, or, or what? Or yeah. maybe is it supposed to be Mrs. Garrett as a girl? Because like, it's an old-looking painting. It's very disturbing. So maybe there is like something too. they cut out of the film that explained yeah. this, but I don't know. Um, so, uh, we, and we see Jamie standing behind her out of focus, but the mask is off, and you can see he's got you know long black hair, he's just standing there in a Santa suit. The last shot is we see Rachel drop the Santa mask outside, and it lands on the red Christmas lights, which give like the, the effect of having glowing red eyes. She goes back inside the house, closes the door, roll credits, and that's all through the house. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty crazy ride. Uh, there are some, like I said, there's, there are some other references to, like, kind of things with, uh, I had, like, a few Halloween 
things like because how the original Halloween there's the, the the dynamic of the uh, the two houses across the yeah. street from it, and there's yeah. two houses across the street from this and this one as well. And there's also a Black Christmas moment too when um, uh, Garrett and Rachel are fighting, and she covers her head with a plastic bag. And in Black Christmas, there's murders with the plastic bag over the head as well. I think it's the last murder of the. I don't remember. Show. I, I, I so that made me think of it. And of course, Christmas themed, you know. Right. So. Um, anything else that you, you picked up on that might remind you of other? I you asked me to look for that, and I honestly didn't. Like I didn't. We guys are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah that's, we that's both really, thought that's, that's the, that's the really weird the that we both thought one. of that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch a ton of 80s, yeah, but I, maybe I just didn't I didn't know. either, but I'm just curious. I've heard other people talking about, they're saying they're supposed to be references, but I missed them, if they, unless they're super, super subtle that I just yeah. totally missed. I felt like, you know, even if you were to go so far as, like, her in the closet or the girl, you know, that's Halloween, or the girl yeah. on the bed, Freddy's claws coming up. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of that stuff is in every horror. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. horror kills. That's how you do it. That is know? how you do it. Uh, so... With no further ado, let's go into favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. So favorite kills, there were 12 kills in this movie, one dog, and maybe two cats. One cat for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about a count. Uh, uh, well, yeah, so which, either one of you can go first. Uh, what's your favorite kill for this Doug, week? Doug, we'll go to you, your guest of the show. Um, I liked... What one did I like best? I, the first one would be my favorite. Just it was gruesome, where it like goes right through the tit. The tit stab. But it 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 like blew me away. I was like, ooh, I didn't expect that. Like I didn't expect that level of you know FX and you know yeah. like yeah. makeup and stuff. So I think that was my favorite because it kind of set the tone for the movie for me. Good call. Good call. Uh, Aaron. So I think my favorite kill is uh, lesbian lover number two. Uh, who got killed in the bathroom, bathroom when she put her back against the door. One, she's topless, so that's always fun. Yes. Uh, and then, so she gets impaled through the door, falls down, bloody everywhere, and then for good measure, like you said, back through the base of the skull, shears out the mouth, and then you can see blood going... So, yeah, that's that's my favorite kill. Awesome. See, I loved the kills in this movie. There was really, really good kills, really well done. It really surpassed my expectations for what I thought we were going to get going into. And this a lot movie. of these lower, you know, indie films, man. Sometimes the kills are weak. As yeah, shit. exactly. That's what I'm you saying. Know, like, just weak, some of them are super weak. Weak coffee, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, in the past, I've normally always gone with the decapitations. I've you too. But love decapitation almost every time. But there's two in this movie, so I can't pick just one. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I'm not going to decapitation this week. Uh, I, they're all. I, your kill is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like so many, but I'm kind of going to go with Doug's because the same with the tit stab because the same thing. He it's the first one. It sets the tone, and I was not expecting that. Right. I was like, "Holy, oh, all right, we're in. For, this is all right. We're, I'm in it now. This is great." Uh, so, and it was just great effects, and not just the tit stab, but then he stabs her in the eyes with it and pulls down. The, the, even the, the bloody eye effect was really well done. So yeah, my favorite kill is going to be the first one as well. The the tit stabbing. Did you right. see in the bag of dicks how many more dicks there were? There were a lot of dicks. There were way more dicks than we see. There were like five or six. More than that. There's like at least like. So he visited like six other houses. Yes. A lot of horny lot people. Of, yeah, yeah. And the pink vibrator was in okay. there too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there were a lot of dicks that we did not see. Uh, can you imagine the news report the next day? The news like <laughs> <laughs> mass murder. Everybody's dicks cut off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. 
Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Alright, uh, ratings. IMDb gives it a 5.6 out of 10. Uh, there is no official thermometer score of this movie yet. It's still new and still independent, so people are still learning about it. But, at least as critics go, but it has a 70% audience score. So wow. that's one of the highest we've ever featured on this show. Uh, I think we might have had one or two higher. I think the stuff was a pretty high one, yeah. or somebody else had a really high one. Um, and then Amazon gives it a 3.7 out of 5 as well. Uh, moving on to plot keywords. There are only 14 plot keywords for listed on this movie. Um, would you like to play the guessing game? Would you want to guess some of the plot keywords? All right, keywords? so I'm going to guess, uh, you know, gardening shears. Uh, or... Let me well, hold on. Let me go through. Uh, gardening shears. No. Santa. Uh, you, you close enough. Yeah. Uh, evil Santa and Killer Santa Claus. I'm, go- so. I'm going with the classic panties. In a historic first, panties is not on here. Unbelievable. Wow. But yeah, it's like the first movie we've done. Panties is always on there. I know. Castration. <laughs> Uh, castration, castration, no. Huh. No. Okay, um, uh, Christmas. Yes, Christmas <laughs> is one. All right, I'll give you the right. Christmas, Evil Santa, Topless Female Nudity, Death, Silent Night, Chase, Blood, Slasher, Nude Woman Murdered, Female Nudity, Murder, Killer Santa Claus, Gore, and Final Girl. Hmm. Final okay. Girl. Final Girl. I was stunned like panties. Like I, yeah. I was so disappointed. Dude, panties panties was... is L the yeah. time. That's like the one you can always, almost always bet on. You can always bet on the Cleveland Browns losing. You can always bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's been well documented on the show and that panties, panties be... rule. Yes, yeah. and panties will be on your keyword yeah, list always. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to trivia. There was actually a few, not a whole lot, but there's a little bit I got off this. Um, this movie won Best Slasher and Best Editing at the uh, R.I.P. Film Festival on Halloween night, 2015. So the night it was released, was a film festival, and it won some awards. Um, it's loosely based off a short called Here Comes Santa, which also features Ashley Murray Nunez and Melinda Keering playing the same characters, yeah. I think, uh, Garrett and, and Rachel. Mm-hmm. So, Were you able to watch that? No, I looked for it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find I'd love to watch that short, though. I would be really intrigued to see how... That little short morphed into this movie. Question for the writer. Yes. Yeah. Where can we find it? Um, Todd Nunez also won Best Director at the Hardcore Horror Film Festival for this movie. And All Through the House released on DVD in the United Kingdom as A Nightmare Christmas in November of 2016. Uh, so that's really all I had for that's I could get for this movie. Um, hopefully we'll find a lot more fun facts and trivia about it during the interview process. So if you you know c- come back for that. Uh, now, unfortunately, we would do the budget game. But I do not have the budget for it because oh. after talking with Ashley about the movie uh, via emails, they said they had not officially released the budget information yet. So, but there is a chance we might get the budget information. You and I might be able to play the budget game during the interview. Ooh. I don't, I can't, I can't promise that or guarantee you, but there's a chance it could happen. Now, let me ask you this: since you've looked into stuff like this, what, why would they? What would be the purpose of not releasing the budget? No idea. Yet? That's what I want to ask him. I, I don't know. <laughs> is it like a tax thing or is it write-off thing? Or... I have no idea. Um, or if it's some, some part of the process, is, I don't is, know. Is part of the budget included with, like, for example, you just said they're releasing the DVDs over in UK oh, like, in yeah. November of 2016. So but just last month. I wouldn't think that that budget would... That would be incorporated I mean, into the making I, of the film. That's distribu- yeah. dis- distribution, which is a whole other thing. I agree, but I mean, I don't know if that possibly would get lumped in. If Maybe. It, no, I, mm. I don't know. I don't know either, yeah. but I do. Pl- I was, we're, I'm hoping we'll get it or at least, we'll at least get the answer to that question uh, later. So with that, let's move on to five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? 
five star reviews. Now there were, I have one, two, three, four, five, five star reviews. Um, I think that might have been like all of them. Because again, it's there's, it's still getting sure. learned about. It's still getting out there. So not not, even, it's just a year old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from reviewer named Balance, great low budget 80s horror slasher film. I'm a collector slash support of indie horror films and was super happy with this one. Gotta love indie filmmakers. They get away with all the gore and guts that Hollywood sellout films can't. Five stars. Which, I don't know about that. I mean, you can still make it yeah. get pretty, pretty gross. Uh, from R. Patterson. Tired of the same old paranormal possessions film? Want a good old-fashioned but new stylish slasher film? Well, look no further. All Through the House is your stocking-stuffing savior. A film that was made from the heart and generated to more, many slasher fans who are craving slasher carnage. You want over-the-top violence? You got it. Beautiful girls? Got that. Blood that flows like liquor down an ice luge. Ice luge? <laughs> That's in this film, too. It is indeed Christmas, and it is what I asked Santa for. Any fan of Silent Night, Deadly Night will love this. You won't be disappointed. Well, except for the few males in the film that have their dot, 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 you will see. You will see. Amazon will ban me for graphic violence material. Enjoy, folks. It's Slasher Candy. Five stars. Did have hot chicks in it. Did have a Kudos lot of Kudos on the hot chicks. Yeah. 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 Um, from Jeanette Espinoza. The actors did an incredible job of making me believe in the story, and the writer-director, Todd Nunez, is the most talented creator in the business. His name will be synonymous with Wes Craven, Stephen King, and all the great horror writers. Definitely a must for anyone who enjoys the thrill of a great scary movie. Bound to be a classic. Five stars. That's uh, quite a quite a resume. That is. That's a lofty yeah, that, group. That is yeah. a, that's a big... That's uh, like the Mount Rushmore yeah. there. Come on. Whoa, that, whoa, whoa. Let's... That, that's... I'm not saying he might not do we, it. We, know, we don't know. Who knows? Very no, well He's could. still very early in his career, but sure. that's that's lofty goals Woo. there to put him up there. Uh, and Pressure's I, on there, Tom. <laughs> I wrote down this one because <laughs> yeah, this no is shit. now the second time I have found a repeat reviewer. The first time was when I had uh, Dick the Douche, who, <laughs> I don't know, who reviews movies so you don't have to. Do yeah. buy, some crap like that. I don't know. Now, this one we've had before, one-handed hooker with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, we, he's that. back. Or she, I guess. Uh, this movie doesn't mess around and prepare to get spoiled. Think Black Christmas meets the burning M.O. with a sleepaway twist classic. The insanity, the insanity spree serial goes retro old school style. Tree and body trimming without the tree. Classic, I declare. This is the uncut version. Two shiny, sheer Bearing paws up or down, smiley face with tongue sticking out, five stars. Hmm. <laughs> really fucking yeah. weird at the end of there. He kind of lost me. Like, I, yeah. One one hand hooker with a shotgun is uh, smoking something. Yeah. Something going on there. Maybe he drank some of that eggnog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> <some weird> eggnog. <laughs> and lastly, from just a customer, this movie was so much fun to watch. My whole family had a great time watching this slasher, including grandma, lol. <laughs> watching Wait, watching just... this film is going wow. to be a new family Christmas tradition in my house. Five stars. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd watch this with my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this one... This one's good. I don't know if I would view it every single year, but I could watch it another year around Christmas for sure. So that's a perfect segue. So segue, would yeah. you say uh, So Bad It's Good or So Bad It's Scary? Um, I would say So Bad It's Good. It's Yeah, it's a good... It was fine. It was. I really agree with like the reviewers, like Silent Night, Deadly Night, stuff like that. It's good, like last year I went to see Krampus in theaters, you know, and I thought that was an awesome Christmas horror movie too. But that was more one you could kind of show kids with, you know, a little bit stuff like that. So this was cool. It was a cool horror movie. 
Awesome. That's my that's my review. Doug gives a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to say so bad it's good as well. It just kind of makes it for me. The um, thing that really helps it is kind of what the reviewers were saying, and I totally agree with, is just a nice, it's a nice kind of throwback to just your mm. meat and potatoes, slasher killer, good effects, good kills, hot girls, you know, kind of crazy storyline, little twist ending. It works. It worked out pretty well. Uh, of course, we we found some holes in it as we do. I mean, that's kind of our gig but, here. I mean, that, that's yeah, it's what yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. But, I overall, mean, no movie's perfect. Overall, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing, the storyline, not not all the because some of the writing was weird. Like, why did they do that? But that might be making a movie. But the storyline was good. Like, I wasn't confused at who was who. I wasn't con- except when they did the dad thing for you five said, you, years. Yeah, yeah, you said you were confused about something. Earlier. Yeah, the dad thing for five years was weird. Yeah, but, that was a little. That but I didn't mind the twist, you know, of like the boy be sleepaway camp, the boy being the girl, you know, or yeah. girl being the boy. Or whatever. Spoilers for sleepaway camp if you haven't seen yeah. that. <laughs> and there was a little bit of confusion too, or at least not necessarily confusion or suspense, but I think they could have done a little better. Is who is the killer? Because we really didn't know who was the killer, and you know, I started to think, okay, well, it's got to be Jamie. Well, maybe it's the dad. Maybe the dad escaped prison or something. Maybe the dad came back. So is it Jamie? Is it? The I think dad? it's well, Jamie for ran. sure. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, of course it was. But I'm saying why it was the beginning well, of the like, movie when the movie was leading up. But see, I'm actually okay with that because it, yeah, it me gives too. you that suspense. Like, oh, that's who, what I'm is, saying. Is it the dad? Is it? Who? I like that. I like that. You know. Okay. Oh, we're I thought you were saying you, could, you, you wish they would have done that better, like more clear on that. Well, no, I liked I liked that they could they did that. And okay. It was it was interesting. It was fun. all right. And I misunderstood what you're saying. Uh, I I I agree, with, I agree with all of you guys as well. Uh, I I would hate to, actually don't we want to put it in the so bad is good category? It's just good. Like this is actually I want I would just say is just a solid independent horror movie. Like we've seen a lot worse that's so bad it's <laughs> yeah. good. I I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this one. It's not it was there weren't any scene part ever like, oh god, I'm laughing so hard because it's so bad, but I think yeah, I mean for, for for what we do, for what we do, so bad it's good. But I just think overall this they did a great job with this movie. I was very pleasantly surprised. We all said the effects were great. The girls were hot. The, I thought the acting was pretty solid for what it was. Um, there weren't too many plot, not too many plot holes or anything. We, yeah, we picked a few things apart, but I highly recommend watching this for a good Christmas horror movie. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's a good Christmas horror I, movie. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I went as far. I actually bought this movie. Like, I didn't just rent this. I, I went ahead and bought the movie. Uh, I'd like to get a Blu-ray copy of it and see with some special fe- or special features someday if I can find it. Yeah, but I just bought it on Amazon for now. Uh, and I, I would suggest everybody else, at least if you don't buy it, at least rent it and, and have a good Christmas uh, blood fest with this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, that's good. that's it for us. That's all through the house. Uh, remember, everybody, I, sh- I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show, but remember, follow us on our Facebook page, uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at Horrible Horror Podcast. We're on Twitter at So Bad It's Scary. Check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com, along with where you can download, listen to our, uh, the episodes on the website, along with. Uh, iTunes and Google Play and at horriblehorror.podbean.com. So everything's free. Check it out. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or you just want to say we suck, uh, feel free to send that in too. Always taking it. Uh, in the meantime, Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be back next week. And or it's just a happy holidays. I don't want to offend anybody. But well, say Merry Christmas. Say Merry, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, and happy holidays. And, and happy holidays. Filthy animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Watch more horror movies. And remember, keep it. Tight.